friends and like it is i bring you out another successful friend of uh, m5 and uh, this guy here he's been i've been hanging out with him for a minute and uh, this is actually the 57th time of me inviting him onto this podcast and telling me that he's busy wow 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 so this guy's a busy guy and uh, it is my great privilege ladies and gentlemen to welcome witness madaka mr witness How's it going? Welcome aboard. Hi, TJ. Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, man. It is great to have you around. And what happened? Right? Okay, we're still there. We're still there. I thought actually we had lost each other. Um, and we're still back here. And witness, I just want to start off by thanking you actually to avail yourself. I know that you're a busy guy. Uh, you are the man who is leading Quality Growth International, and uh, you are yeah. busy in the property space, and um, same like me. So, you know, we've literally been playing in the same space. But Witness, who is Witness, and where are you from? All right. Uh, I, was born in Ray, I was born in Kiani, so in Limpopo, but okay. I was raised in Tembisa. Right, and I and I live in Johannesburg. Who is witness? Witness is an individual that's in who is in touch with himself, um, constantly trying to learn and improve himself at every cost. I think that's who I am. That's that's the first part of description I can I, I can put to my name. Right, I'm a property investor. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a father, and and I'm a friend. That's who I am. Good. Um, you know, I, I always say people people always have a perception of certain things around uh, other people or the society. And, uh, you know, I've been snapped before when I said, you know, I'm a property investor and I do property and I'm an entrepreneur. And someone says to me, but you're a skinny guy for a property entrepreneur. And I said to him, <laughs> What, what do I need to show? Do I have to grow a little bit more beard? And there you are. You are very much like me. So I'm just wondering here. So, so I, I go through that a lot as well. Uh, in fact, I, I told a story a few days ago about yeah. the day when I visited one of our properties and I met one of the tenants. Right. And while chatting, he said to me, so which unit do you live in? All right. So, so basically to him, I don't even look like I'm a landlord. He didn't even know who I was. Yeah, yeah. So because people have expectations of, of people in property to look like, uh, I guess in a black community, you have to have a big tummy. Yeah. Have a beard, which I don't have. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah, look a certain way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember one of our other employees when she joined the company, she actually met me by the corridors and 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 said and, and greeted me and said she was looking for witness. Yes. So I said to her, no, he's he's in the office somewhere. Just knock and tell the others that you're looking for him. So when I came back, she's like, Oh wow. So you are witness. Wow, yeah. dynamite comes in small packages. 
I guess she was expecting something else. Yeah, but that's good to hear. Um, and the reason why I brought this up with you is that, you know, I've, I've connected with you personally um, and I know your journeys and I know where you are. And I know that you're just a humble person. And that's one thing that I respect about you. Um, uh, even though I know that financially you've built so much for a younger person of your age, um, especially in the societies where we're living in today, where people are all around, show us what you've got uh, for us to, to, to see that you have arrived or you've got money or you're financially stable. And yet your lifestyle is the other way around, you know? Um, and, and, and I'm always thinking like, ah, no, if I get to witness this level, they're going to feel me. I'm going to be in the V12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, what, but what keeps you grounded like that, witness? I think it's, it's exposure. Okay. Uh, TJ, uh, like you said, I'm exposed to you. You, you, you are humble yourself and, and you've, done, you've done very well, probably even better than I have, right? In more ways than one. So when you meet people like that, I've got mentors as well that are doing extremely well, black and white, right? Guys that are very, very wealthy. But when you look at how they conduct themselves, you know, you'd probably be ashamed if you're one of those who've got pride and you're sitting next to those type of people that are grounded and have much more than you do. Yeah. You actually, you have no choice but to be grounded. But apart from that, I think it also goes back to the vision that I have of myself, right? Sure. So where I am now for me is just the beginning. It's more like a seed, right? To build bigger and better, right? So, but if I start having the mindset to consume it and to feel like I've arrived, then I won't, I won't reach my destination of where I see myself going because I'll be spending, spending everything and uh, feeling like I've arrived. So there'd be no need for me to work harder to get to the vision that I see of myself. So maybe that's, that's what keeps me grounded. More than uh, in addition to being exposed, right, to other successful people, people that are far more successful. I think that helps as well. Yeah. I mean, to, I, I, I just want to zoom in for the fact that um, I, I know that you've been in the game for slightly longer than me. Um, and yeah. you, you've been at it in Tembesa for a while. And uh, I think potentially, um, I was saying that to someone else, I think witness is just short of owning a whole street in Tembesa because he just has so many properties in Tembesa going. Um, mm. But you've moved away from Tembisa, um investing in, in, in the township and you have moved in into other areas, affluent areas, and you also now moved in into commercial space and things like that. I just want us to yeah. quickly talk about that journey of you um, investing um, from, from the township and being exposed to other areas. Why have you progressed that way, you know? Yeah, so, so I'll tell you how I started in Tembisa specifically. Sure. So, so, so in, in the year 2007, 2008, well, I did say I grew up in Tembisa. So in the year 2007, 2008, my mother discovered that she had, she had overpaid her bond by over 150,000 rands. And she was not aware of it. So the bank made her aware, sent some, 
some consultants to help her access the money. So when she got the money, she used it to build back rooms at the same yard in our house in Tembisa. Okay. And and I, I remember when 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 the first tenant came, his name was Julius Kotoguan. My mother said to Julius, Julius, the money that you have with you right now to pay rent, give it to my son. So I was sitting next to my younger brother then. Okay. I was the eldest, so Julius had to give the money to me. Or must have been uh, 18, How old 19. were you at that stage? Yeah, so I was 18, turning 19. Okay. And and I received the rental from Julius for the first time. Landlord. And yeah, I was a landlord <laughs> then. Uh, yeah. And then I started collecting rental from every other tenant because we had she had built six bedrooms and a garage. And mm -hmm. and all of them we had rented out as living spaces for people. Right. So at that age, I had people who were way older than me that were now paying me rental. Right. Okay. Um, to cut a long story short, then eventually my mother got sick and she couldn't even look after the business business. So I was forced to look after the business. And she had told me that if I want to finish varsity, I have to use part of that money I get from rentals to pay for my school fees. And she will just be assisted. Okay. Right? So, so that's where my journey in, in the property space in Tembisa started. Right, so we, we don't own a whole lot of streets in Tembisa, but but we do have quite quite a lot of tenants that we have there. Sure, uh, we've got uh, seventy or so tenants there. Right? right, so so that 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 obviously split over a couple of properties. Right, yeah. so that that has been has been uh, where we built the foundation. Basically, Good. yeah. Um, well, well done on that. So, I mean, seven, managing seventy tenants—it's not easy. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. So, yeah, and then we moved to other areas, and the reason was simple: when when we I started being serious about investing in property, especially in the township, was when I I got married and we went on honeymoon with my wife in Cape Town, right. and we stayed in the studio apartment. A really nice studio apartment. So I thought, okay, I provide back rooms to people. Why can't I give them studio apartment type of back rooms? Why can't the back room have a kitchen, a shower? And back then, it was not it was not the usual thing for a back room to have its own kitchen, have its own shower and toilets, and have some some dining room space, if we may put it. Right? Sure. It was not normal then. But when I came back from the honeymoon, that was my vision then to say, whenever we make rooms, this is what we're going to be doing from now on. Dude, um, but you're supposed to be on honeymoon and your mind is thinking about business. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, it, it, yeah, it, it sounds weird. But you know, when you're on honeymoon, you're indoors most of the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so when you're done doing whatever you were doing, you start to yeah. think about things, you know, you're in Cape Town, you're in studio apartments, so there are high-rise buildings all over, you go to the balcony and think a bit. So, but I was just amazed at what I saw in terms of how that studio apartment was set up, you know, sure. it was in a hotel, but it was a studio. Yeah. What I saw there was, if, if my wife could be cooking there and I'm sleeping on a bed here, 
Yeah. It's the same thing my guys in the room are going through. But if we make it nicer, if we give it some sort of dignity, yeah. people don't have to bath in a dish and go through the water outside. Sure. People don't go have to leave their rooms to go to the toilet. They can have yeah. the same thing that a guy in a studio apartment in Cape Town has. Right. So yeah. that's maybe that's why I had to be thinking about that. <laughs> now that's 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 a good idea there, right? Um, but you know, in our latest conversations, you know, where we have touched base, um, I mean, your offices alone, you, you, you guys operate from Midrand, uh, where kind of like you, you, you guys have the whole complex to yourselves. And that's a taste of commercial that you have now started in. But if I look at where you've created your foundation now, um, I could say, well, it's working, being in the township and you're providing proper um, uh, accommodation that people like and want uh, and you're making bucks there so why don't you stay yeah. there why, why have you moved to a, to a different um to a different area of, of 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 for investment purposes like the commercial piece that's a different animal altogether yeah so so with the commercial um it it, it was a lot easier for for us then uh, because we could we could tap into other partnerships, right? So people that have done it before. So the guys that we work with with our commercial office partner now, it's, it's one of my mentors. So so he's he's been in the game much much longer. You see, so it's easy then to tap into the knowledge that he has and learn from him, and also run the commercial uh, the property and manage it on his behalf as well. But what, what I can say as well was that moving from the township was purely a business decision in this sense. When we met the last time, I told you of other areas that we are investing in in a similar manner. Sure. But now the difference is that the properties are a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, so we get to get a lot more units out of them and we get to provide parking, we get to rezone them in a proper manner. Um, we, we get to to do business in a manner that's more sustainable right although the township part of the business is also sustainable so it's just making the properties a lot more let's just say they get a lot more value so we've got a lot more value in other areas whereas in the township it's a cash flow type of investment right okay so the property is there you're probably spending the same amount of money you are spending in other areas that are more affluent but the difference is that in the other the other areas hold a lot more value than than the townships. So so, so you say that you saying that from if we look at it nicely, uh, you saying investing in the township is more around your cash flow, uh, but in the areas now where you're investing, it's cash flow plus appreciation as well. Absolutely. So so cash flow plus appreciation, yeah. and the fact that a lot of people are buying cars now. So. In the townships, most of the properties don't have parking space. Okay. So okay. it's a lot easier in other areas for for people to be able to park their cars because you want to give people an experience. You don't want people to be waking each other up every morning when they have to go to work because you've parked them in. Right? Yeah. So so in other areas, each unit have, has got its own parking space. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, which is what fascinates me, right? So to be able to provide that kind of value to people. 
yeah. without spending yeah. a lot more. I, li I like that because, you know, you're talking of, you know, providing um, accommodation, but not just brick and mortar, but you're now also providing an experience, as you just called it. And I think yeah. a lot of us who are landlords, that's the one thing that we forget. Because the more you're going to add value onto your property, uh, so for instance, uh, in, in predominantly in our student accommodation spaces, we throw in quite mm -hmm. a lot, you know, uh, value adds, um, you know, like Wi-Fi, laundry, sometimes even breakfast, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but again, it's an experience as you've just mentioned it. So they're not going to forget me on the experience that they've they've received on that property um and thanks yeah, yeah. thanks thanks on that feedback but what i want to zoom into a witness is that um you grew up in tembisa and um you grew up with your mom um together with your siblings and and there you are you're a businessman right um sure. and, and today you're a businessman in your own right. You're married to a beautiful wife who's, who's, who's a, um, a doctor in her own right. And she, she's now practicing. She practices now on her own. Uh, the last time I checked, she's venturing out in her own business where you are also supporting uh, her. And, and I just want to come back to the thinking of why why did you move into the space of business rather than what was presented to us when we were growing up get great good good grades go to school um and get a job and in that job you know excel and there yeah. you are the two of you husband and wife you're just going against the grain why <laughs> that's a good question so the reason I'm laughing, I'm thinking about why, right? So I've, I've always wanted to be rich. Uh, that's the, the first thing is that I've, I've always dreamt of living a life that not many people can afford. And sure. when I started to research, I realized that the people that are living the life that I want, most of them are business people, right? They own some sort of business. So they're doing right. some sort of business. So I thought, okay, so I might as well acquaint myself with what business is all about. That was when I was younger. Uh, and I'll tell you now, even though I had the back rooms then, I had not seen them as a business until one of my friends, we were going to Pretoria to register our recycling company, right? When we were 19. Okay. And he took out a book and gave it to me. We were inside the train. And, and that book was Rich That Poor Dad. Okay. And, and I, was, I was seeing the book for the first time, of course. I didn't know, I didn't know what Rich That Poor Dad is. I actually thought, what a weird title when I saw the book. Yeah. But I sat down and read almost half of the book on the train to Pretoria because the train got stuck somewhere in Centurion. Okay. So I, I sat reading that book and my mindset was changed forever. And this is not the how train that we're talking about, right? We're talking the no, old train. Metro, metro rail. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the how train. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't think the how train had, had existed yet at the time. It was yeah. still in construction. Sure, <laughs> right? sure. 
then then my mindset was changed forever so i started to see it i, I started to see the light um and and i had wanted now to build a business for myself and one day i had a conversation with one of my elementals right he's young too but he was very successful at a very young age okay. uh, his name is musa right so while we were sitting he said to me he told me about his father he said witness my father has been working for transnet for the past 30 years right but i can never replace my father at transnet i can never inherit his job sure right but my kids are going to inherit the businesses that are built and i was like boom now that's a light bulb moment right that's so the same story I, i told it to my wife i said to my wife when we met uh well when she was starting work i said to her you're a doctor right and you're very committed my wife was not a business minded person she was focused on working so she was sold on the same idea go to school get good grades since she's a doctor i think she got lots of good grades yeah and and get a job right so that was the mindset but i told her the story that your kids will never ever be able to inherit the job as a doctor doesn't matter how many years you work in it but your kids can inherit a business if you build it man that's so, so that's, that's deep yeah that that's deep um i think that's a very strong why they why you guys are pushing it that way um so respect to you there um yeah. so so witness you are no diff, you are you are not any different uh men um different to me uh and to many other guys that are out there uh number one you married number two you got kids and three you've got a business right how do yeah. you balance the three because they are all demanding without us putting you as the fourth person into it you put your own needs as well how do you balance yeah. so so i've only let's just say i've only worked for somebody else a year or so of my life right okay and i can tell you that was the busiest i was then than i am now for the pure reasons that now i've i've got a team around me so a whole lot of things that i could have been doing it by my doing by myself i've got other people that are doing it for me okay right? uh so since i'm in property i can go watch my son swim during the day at school uh i can spend time with my kids during the day take them for extra mural activities and later on i can give my wife undivided attention sure. because i've been able to spend time with the kids and the business must have must have been running at the time right at night i've got the, the liberty to work at night as well right so there's that sort of the the balance that we've created but the main thing i can say is that having a team around me that believes in what we are doing as a business right that that believes in the vision from our plumbers our electricians those are the people that actually manage my life on my behalf right sure. as we speak now uh if if the, i know if there's a there's a challenge somewhere with the tenant that call will probably not even get to me somebody else is going to receive the call and fix it that's power right? yeah and that's my day to day and that allows me then 
to to start planning my time properly when do we meet when do i meet people that are assisting me in the business when do i spend time with the employees when do i spend time with my wife sure uh, when do we go for date night so yeah. i apply leverage if if i may put it like that uh, leverage is is power leverage yeah that's it leverage is power but when then do you actually then connect so for instance you know we we talk about um um some of let, let's take an example one or two of your units are down uh, for whatever reasons there's some problems there in that call we say that doesn't come through to you because you are not self man you're self-managing but you've got a team of people that are that assist you in that in that regard so when do you know of that problem if you ever do yeah so so for example let's say i might not know about it today but i've got i've got a meeting with my business manager every monday sure so so every monday she'll give me the report of the entire week and and what happened right yeah and yeah. then and then on friday we've got the meeting with the entire team yeah so so basically anything i hear on friday is probably not new so i must have heard on monday and anything i hear on monday not that new i've probably heard about it on friday but in any case, right, there are some things that maybe they might need my immediate attention. There are those that do not, depending on the severity of the matter. Yeah. Right. So, for instance, if, if a property, an entire property doesn't have electricity at all, right, and they've tried everything they could, then they let me know so that I'm aware of what's going on. Sure. so that I, I can i can advise there and there but if it's just a small thing like toilets are leaking or or there's no there's not enough parking and things like that there are people that are going to sort that out i don't have to know about it so in your team right what i'm hearing here is that you actually have people that are competent enabled willing and can execute the job you know for sure yeah. That, that's what you've built around you to be able to help you. And that was it's freed up your time to do whatever you want whilst the business is running. Yes, yes. So, so I've run a construction business before. Yeah. So when, when we started early on, about five, six years ago, a lot of what we did was construction. We used to build houses. So the guys that were my team leaders then yeah. are still part of the business. Right. Okay. I've had my electrician for the past six years. Yeah. I've had my plumber for the past six years. I've had my builder for the past six, seven years. Good. So the relationship that we have with the team, right? So even if I'm not there, those guys uh, basically give themselves towards the business based on the relationship that they have with me, right? So it doesn't matter who's the manager then. Yeah. If these guys know that they're not really doing it for the person they're reporting to they're doing it for the business and they're proud to work with that business that's what has helped me right building that team and having that relationship with the team you you speak of um one of the challenges that actually most of us face uh and you seem to have gotten it right um having contractors that actually just believe in what you're doing and sticking with you for a while uh, I have gone the route of, uh, I found someone that I, I like working with, and that's Hubert. 
and his skill in terms of renovations and construction is much deeper than 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 my skill. My skill is kind of like zero percent. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and he comes in and we have such a good understanding between the uh, the, the three of us. Uh, I mean between the the, the two of us and the holistically is the team that I've now built. And we can literally acquire a building and I, I, I just don't have to be there to do anything. If I have to be there, I'm showing face, right? But Hubert can yeah. execute that project solely without me um, from the beginning to the end until we even put in tenants and I'm not involved today. And that's a very wow. difficult position to get yeah. to. And, and I'm glad that, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been with Hubert now for a year, a year and a half or so, but you've been with your team for much longer. And, and I mean, that I applaud with you because when Hubert came on board, it felt yeah. like there was a big chip here that fell off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know what you mean exactly. Yeah, but I want to speak to um, uh, I want to speak to the point of this journey that you own witness. You're saying that you've just started. Um, you you've got seventy units that you've got in Tembisa alone, right? And you're running another business where you're also managing properties for other people, right? Yeah. So if I look at your portfolio alone, I mean, if you had liberty to talk about it, if I look at your portfolio alone, how big is your portfolio and you saying that you're just starting off? So on the, on the residential side, we've got about 120 tenants. Sure. So, right. And then on the commercial side, we've got about 50, 60 tenants. Right. That, that we have. So it's around about 180 or so. Uh, but that doesn't mean I must go buy a Porsche. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it's not what it means. <laughs> like I said, that, that, that's, the, that's the foundation. Right. right? With a springboard to, to, to other things that I've always been dreaming of doing. Right. Like I said to you now, We've just bought my wife her, her own her own medical center slash practice that we could we could help grow into something bigger and better. Yes, right? well done on that. And yeah, thank you. And and the only way we could do that is when we have the resources to do so, right? So 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 if if the resources are spent recklessly on things that I don't even need, then I can't take advantage of opportunities that could potentially create a lot more wealth for other people as well, right? Because the, the employees depend on us doing business well. Yeah, they I hear are, you. you know? yeah. And our tenants depend on us creating the living spaces that would be comfortable for them to live in. So we saw, we're solving a much bigger problem than just our financial positions. Because if I'm a young person, I'm 21, I earn about 8,000, I've just started a job. Yeah. All I could afford is a room worth three thousand. Yeah. Right. And and there is one for three thousand, and it's got everything I need. Yeah. This person providing that living space has just saved me money because maybe I could have been paying six, seven thousand rands elsewhere. 
yeah for probably the same thing you know so maybe it's the mindset behind it to say the reason why i say i think i'm just starting well i, I don't think it's that big yet that's the thing right so you um, still have capacity there's capacity to grow yeah i think there's a lot more capacity to grow you know we can reach we can reach a thousand units and we can do ten thousand right why not we, we we could build slightly more bigger partnerships uh, i like that i like that we could find ways to invest in other other areas that we haven't tapped in before i mean for instance Gianni, right now it's a it's a, one of the uh, growing towns uh, if we were to look at Limpopo. Where, where, where is that? Uh, in Guiani. Oh, Guiani. Okay, you said Guiani. Ah, that, yeah. That's my hometown. I was born there. <laughs> but I've no. never been there again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need, you need to be looking at what are the, some of the other smaller towns that are growing. You know, that's one of my other fascinations these days. Because, you know, yeah. um, when you're in the housing space, and I think this is where the problem uh, our biggest problem is startups. Uh, you look, you're only looking at where we are. Um, and I, I, am, I am proud that I have fallen off that thinking because um, I now invest in Cape Town, in Durban, and in Pretoria. Uh, so I'm not just in the area where I am. But what I've also realized is that um, if you look at the trends in this whole lot of reports that are available now, that can give us trends of potentially where is business or where is residential going to boom off? And in my view, a person like you who has had the pleasures of having a skill of construction and you know how to manage, um, look, if uh, Tabazimbi is the one that's booming, I am going to buy that land. I'm going to start my, my construction again. I already know the, the systems and I can place them there. Potentially, I can be buying less on the land. Potentially, I can be building less on the land. But I'm renting at a high, so I'm making good money. You know, um, sure. that's my that's my recent fascination there. Um, but I want us to go through into another topic here. And this topic is pretty. Um, we normally call it uh, the deal space. Is there yeah. a particular deal that you'd like to kind of like walk us through and tell us? How did you buy it? Uh, what did you do with it? And how is it doing now? Yeah, so I won't mention an area. Um, sure. But, but, but there's, a, there's a deal I did, man, uh, a few years ago. I think it must have been 2016, right? So, so we bought that property, but we didn't have the money to redevelop it. So we financed it through the bank. And what I did is I went back to the seller and and borrowed part of the sale money from her and she gave it to me <laughs> and <laughs> joke. I, I you, you paid him the money and you went back to the seller and you said um can i borrow can i borrow what i've given you yes yeah so okay so the bank the bank paid the seller the money and i thought okay we need to redevelop the units we needed to put 12 units there there were three existing units. I went to the owner, uh, well, the, the seller, and, and told her what I'm going to do exactly with the property. And, and I borrowed money from her, yeah. 250,000, but she gave me one, a hundred. Okay. Uh, 
which I paid back to her over two years with interest that was stipulated. Sure. Right? And, and then I went to a friend's mother who had just retired. Yeah. And, and she gave me 250,000. Right. And I, I have been paying her 7,500 for the past 48, for the past two years, four years, basically. Sure. So the deal is ending at the end of December, right? And we get to keep the property there. They make their profit. They had monthly cash flow. Sure. So, so that deal, because I was younger, I think, I think I applaud my boldness out of, out of that, you know, to say, you don't have the money, but what can you do? You know, can think outside the box. I thought, okay, the owner has money. Um, I can talk to her. Right. Maybe she might give me, maybe she might not, but she gave me <laughs> the story that she gave me. <laughs> wait, wait. Witness, I, I just want us to pause that thinking there, right? And yeah. you said you had to think outside the box. And this is a life deal that you did. It's, it's real. You did it, right? Yeah, yeah. The question I want to ask you is that, number one, you spoke of the fact that, you know, you, 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 you were raised in Tembisa and your only exposure to property was that your mother allowing you to be the man in the house at a, yeah. at, a, at a young age, and she said, you are now the landlord. That's what she said to you, indirectly. Indirectly, yeah. And, and indirectly, she was actually saying, grow up and look after this business. That's what she was giving you. And, sure. and out of that, you read a book, right? And out of yeah. it, I just want to understand at what point and what happened for you to become clever and now understanding the fact that you can go and borrow money from there and you can go money, borrow money from there and you can come to make it work and I can potentially give you a cash flow, a cash flow. Where did this all come from? Because some ordinary guy who's sitting at home right now will be thinking, that, that's difficult. How did you do that? And, and, yeah. and there you are, you're doing it, right? And my, my question to you is, where did this come from? How did you get the to how did you get the knowledge number one and what gave you the um uh, I want to use the word tenacity um the courage yeah. to do it because a lot of us we have the information but we just don't have the courage to do it. For sure, for sure. I I, I think you know you're reminding me of a phone call that I had today with with another mentor who used to come to our church to, he used to come there to do business seminars, basically, to teach okay. us business. Right. And, and we developed a relationship. So we, he's known me for years before I even got married. He was the MC at my wedding. So someone was very successful, but, but we have that relationship now. And, and what he said to me was that, he said to me, you know, the thing about you is that you embrace exposure. Right. Right. So, so I didn't have the know-how growing up, but I've embraced people that have got the exposure. So, so when, when, I, when I get exposed to something, you know, I saw you once, but all of a sudden I'm exposed to you. You know, sure. I get in touch with you. I ask you questions. TJ, what do you think? TJ, there's this money I need to raise. What are your thoughts? What can I do? Yeah. So I think I've allowed myself to learn from the other people that know better than I do, right? But specifically when I did that deal, 
you know, it was a matter of, I knew those people had some sort of confidence in me. Right. You know, so when I bought the property from the owner, I knew her, someone I knew personally, right? But I found out through an agent that her property is for sale. Okay. Right. And what happened is that when we put the offer down, the bank, we gave her a full offer because I already calculated that I was going to make a lot more money from the property. So right. I was okay to give her a full offer. Right. And the bank came back and said, no, we can finance this property at a hundred thousand rands less because okay. of the value of the property. Okay. And I said to, to the agent, no, it's fine. Let's proceed with the deal. I'm happy to pay in the hundred thousand rands. That's outstanding to do the deal. Yeah. And we did that. So when, and the owner knew that I did that. Sure. She knew that I had bought the property, even though the bank had evaluated it at a lesser amount. So you had already bought in some emotional equity. That's what I call it. A lot of, a lot of emotional equity. So, okay. so when I went back to her, right, she already knew my intentions were not vile. She already knew I had good intentions about her property. Yes. And she already knew that I'm not trying to rob her. Sure, sure. So if if there was anyone who believed in me, it was her. Come on, yeah. Right. So that that's why I, I, I actually invited her on, on on to have lunch with me at Mug and Bean at the time, you know? Yeah. And and we said we had a chat and I told her exactly what I wanted to do. You were transparent. And she said to me, she said, I'll think about it and get back to you on Monday. She sure. thought about it and got back to me on Monday. When, when, when the property was registered in my name, she gave me the money. That, that's a very powerful, that's a very powerful way of fundraising. So you give the owner what they are looking for. At the back of that, you go and borrow that money back again to do what you're trying to do on your property. Yeah. The property then extracts so the money now that's sitting in the property starts working for you. So actually, in actual fact, you are the conduit, but you're actually not borrowing anything here. Yeah, I see what you mean, because the 100 is already overpaid into the property. It can be refinanced later, like you told me. That, and that's it, right? So all you have done is you've created a system where the money has circulated and it has created value but at the end of the day, you are still sitting with the asset. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. And the money has now worked a full circle for you. And out of it, you, um, you walk out clean. She's yeah. happy. You are happy. The estate agent is happy. Uh, the bank is happy. Everybody is happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's why I say that deal actually is one of my... It's most fascinating because at a young age, I must have been 25, yeah, 25, 26. And uh, I thought of it and I, I had the courage to do it. And maybe it's because I believed in the fact that I would be able to pay her back. Maybe that's another yeah. thing. I don't so, think you believed that you'll be able to pay her back. You had confidence on the project that yeah. your numbers was good. So you had confidence in your project. And the project gave you that confidence and, and you went to ask for it because the project could carry itself. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, the project could pay the bank 
it yeah. could pay her and the other lady and I, I would get a little bit of cash flow out of it as well her two years was done cash flow coming to me this one is ending at the end of the year for that property i've been paying her she's happy she's even recommending people to come to speak to me if they want to okay. invest ah uh, come on i i am <laughs> i am fascinated this is a cool deal uh well done on that deal um it, thank you yeah it kind of like blows my mind i've never thought of it that way um yeah it, it's it's awesome i like it well done high five you you're making me yeah, excited thank right you. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the excitement. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is really freaking awesome. Like, <laughs> who does that? Witness. <laughs> well done, well done. Witness, yeah. anyone else who's sitting anywhere else right now, they're probably sitting maybe in a, in a township somewhere. They are stuck in life, not even in a township, somewhere else, and they are thinking property and they're wanting to do it they just don't know how um and there you are what three advice can we give them what three advice so so are they working or not working i don't know okay let's let's assume that they're starting from zero they, they yeah. don't have a job they don't have an, they don't have an income right yeah. so so and they're thinking property they're thinking right. I'll tell you what I'll tell you I'll tell them what other guys have done in Tembisa. Sure. Right? I, I know guys that started from zero, right? Yeah. With no property. But you know what those those guys did? Yeah. They would come to me when I started out, right? They would say to me, witness, I can find you tenants for your units. Okay. Right? But you're not gonna pay me anything. I just want you to make sure that you always have units for me to advertise. Right. What I'm going to do, I'm going to get tenants for you and the tenants are going to go pay the administration fee to me. Okay. Is it once so off? Yeah, once off. Okay. So the tenants so pay. I'm happy because I've got a tenant. The tenants are happy because they've got a place to stay. Sure. The guy is happy because he just collected maybe 650 from a tenant that he's seeing for the first time. If he's got a hundred tenants uh, there, he's got about 65 grand a month. He doesn't own property, but he's in property. Sure, right? I like that. So yeah. that's a guy that thought outside the box, right? I'm happy to pay a guy like that because he, he takes away the, the job from me. He takes away the job from my team. In fact, he forms a huge part of my team. Okay at no cost to us yeah but so that kind of like works because you you have an estate agent um business right so they they're mm -hmm. kind of like working for you so they are your ground people um yeah yeah but no it's guys let me tell you tj it's guys that have actually that actually run their agencies now oh really yeah wow so, so it's guys that 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 started by saying we don't work for you, we provide a service to you. Yes. And and they they don't do it for me only, they do it for a whole lot of landlords. So then they, all of a sudden they've got a pool now of of tenants on their database, and they they are making money, they're printing money all the time. Exactly, and they don't they don't they don't have the cost of buying a property. They don't have the cost of 
building. They don't have the yeah. cost of paying salaries. Yes, yes. That's just, I like that. They're just putting in the work. So it's that whole idea, right, that we spoke about the one day around uh, ownership and control, you know? Fantastic, yes. It, it's in the same concept. You know, you own nothing, you control everything, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. So I think if someone is sitting, they're stuck, they want to do that, it's, it's one of the easiest way to get your foot in the door, right? Sure. So the same guys, if, if they want to get involved in some of my deals because they've saved up money, like I said to you, someone will give me 100,000, they get paid five grand a month for the next three years, whatever the years are. Yeah. This person has, get, has got cash flow from a property they've never had to work for. They, they don't look after tenants. They don't do anything. They're just getting paid. But yeah. what are they getting paid for? From they're getting paid from a property. Yes, yes. Do they own property? No. No. Do they speak to tenants? No. Yeah. Do they get paid? Definitely. Right. So it's just a matter of looking at it in a way that would benefit you, but taking the easy route to get your foot in the door. And you've shared. Uh, uh, the other time about finding deals before other people find them, right? Sure. And selling those deals to people. Yeah. So you find a property, you put an offer on it, uh, basically on condition that you've got, uh, you've got capital to, to purchase that property on. Even if you don't have the money, that condition protects you because sure. at the end of the day, you have to get financing for it. Yeah. Now, that same deal you can sell to an investor like myself or TJ, that's looking for good deals. Yeah. You don't need a lot to source for properties like that. There's lots of them, right? 100%. And you don't, you're starting without having the money to do so. Yeah, I mean, that's it's exactly not how I started about the off money. the game, right? I mean, that, that's how right? I started off, you know? I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. And I looked for opportunities and at first I used to sell them out and then I realized, no, hold on. Um, there's lots of them. I can now dictate what I want out of them, you know? Uh, For sure. And, and, and then I was in power at that time. And now I started bringing in partners and things like that. And now we've built an empire. Fantastic. You see? Yeah. And that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't let anything stop you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's that's where the mindset should be yeah okay good stuff now let's go into our final segment um and this is the fun part of the um of m5 successful friends are you there I think you've got a network problem. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, okay, let's go on to the last question. We're almost concluding here. Sure. Right. Okay, great. So let's let's move into the next uh, section segment of ours. Wait, this is my, much fun. And I hope you are you're prepared on this one. We only give you a second to answer this question, right? And we were just going to shoot around about five to 10 questions and you don't have to think about them because we just want to know you better. 
Right. On any chill day witness, where can one find you? At home, playing with my kids. All right. What's your favorite business book? Uh, Good to Great by Good Jim Collins. Okay. What's, uh, what advice would you give your younger self? My younger self, don't yeah. listen to what others are saying if they're negative. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote? An opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. Boom. Uh, what does success look like to you? Independence. If you had to become any business person, who would you be? Thrive Masiwa. Um, and what social causes do you advocate for, if you have any that you advocate for? Social causes. Uh, there aren't any that I, I can say out of my head right now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say schooling, you know, if, if, if we could take, get kids educated yeah. and teach, teach them financial literacy. I, I think that would help the black community specifically. Okay. I'm sure you've watched the movie Ocean Eleven. Yeah, uh, a long time ago. Good. Uh, no, 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 not Ocean Ocean's Eight. A long time ago. Good. I haven't watched those Ocean's Eleven yet. Okay, great. The idea of that is that they've got a big job to do, like you are wanting to do. You've got this job to do to grow your business, and yeah. if you had to bring anyone in your team, if you had to bring anyone in your team with certain specialties, skills, money, and all of those things, who in today's life, in South Africa, across the world, who would you want to be in your team? Okay, number one, Donald Trump, not as a president, but as a property <laughs> developer. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, 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 I would definitely love to have Robert Kiyosaki in the team as well. I like his thinking. Right. Uh, Strive Masiwa, definitely. Aliko Dangote, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these are guys on a strategic level. Right? Sure. Uh, and, and, and yeah, so high level guys. And for ladies, sure, for the ladies, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not thinking of any of them. <laughs> That's okay. I'm wondering why did you even go there? <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> It's all said yeah. and done, witness. Now, you are on your 90th birthday. We have taken sure. this old journey. Yeah. Uh, who would you want to spend time with? On that day? Yeah. Uh, my wife. Sure. No, definitely my wife. That's it. I, I'd, I'd really love to do that. It's been awesome having you around, witness. Um, I have learned quite a bit from us just engaging. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. This is Witness uh, Madaka. And Witness, he has just poured out to us from township in Tembisa, going through into other, other areas, uh, managing a big portfolio like what it is now. He's young, he's married, he's killing it in his own right. I did tell you, we only bring successful friends on here, but I think the journey for him, it's still bigger. I wish you all the good luck. I wish you um, tenacity, wisdom, uh, and uh, I, know, I know that you're going to do it.
so there's nothing holding you back if you've come this far. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We hope that you have enjoyed it. We will catch you out on the next episode of M5 Successful Friends. Any last words from you, witness? Yeah, thank you for having me, TJ. And the, the last thing that I would say is that let's keep on working harder, uh, not necessarily physically, but mentally. Let's, let's think of solutions, especially for our communities. Thank you so much for having me. Boom, that's it. We'll see you on the next one. God bless. Cheers. Goodbye.